conversations about yesterday's animation. Animations. Saturday morning at the Cartoon Fair. Days past. Welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. We're in the holiday times. We're recording this right before Thanksgiving hits. Uh It is the season. uh, It's the season of family. Yeah. Here on the Days Past Tooncast. Travis, you're fam to me, okay? Yeah, dude, you're my fam, You're my bro. fam. We always talk about that. Listen up, fam. That yeah. means Travis. Uh-huh. That's yep. who I'm talking to. <laughs> P-H-A-M. That's right. Yes. Listen up, fam. It's the fam season. I'm a fan of families, and I'm a fan of the future. Are you as much of a future fan as I am? Uh, cha. What, what do you like about it? What do you think of? I don't know. Any of these things, answer them. The future is promising. You know, you always have... Uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm I'm your I'm your campaign manager uh-huh. and I just asked you to pitch me like a new ad or something. Right. You you went into it like you were in the Hall of Presidents at Disney World. Please uh-huh. go ahead. I yes. Did. Please I go did. ahead. <laughs> um listen, technology is gonna get advanced. Um that's exciting. Um so yeah, I'm a fan of <laughs> I, no, I just no, I love it. I love what you're saying here. I just am noticing that the vagueness with which you're answering uh-huh. it is like I'm asking you about like politics. What are your what's your opinion on the Palestinian conflict? And you're like, you know, it's it's interesting. The future will bring us many battles or whatever. It's like, you know, humans are what I'm interested in. <laughs> you're you're walking very lightly around the future subject. Uh-huh. Yeah. I so am. I am. so I'm assuming you don't actually like the future is what it really is happening here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like I'm, uh, I love it. The future I grew up wanting, just knowing I would live in someday was Back to the Future 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The future yep. that they go to, I forget what year it is, like 2015, like way in our right, past. Yeah, we've already passed like, it. Like we're yeah. so far past that. Yep. I, that is caveman technology at this point. <laughs> um, that That is a series of films that's all about family. That's uh-huh. the whole reason they're in the future in that one. But the hoverboard, I mean, that's just everybody's touchstone. The flying cars, which figures into today's show. Yep. That's the future that I want now to live in. Mm-hmm. I want to live in not the not the alternate 1985 where Biff is in control. That's that's an alternate <laughs> present and now an alternate past. I want to live in the future where there are flying cars, where we have like janky 3D holograms that advertise the new Jaws movie. Yeah. I want the 80s version of the future. Yeah. That's what I want to live in. You know what? I just nailed it. I want the 80s version of the future. Yeah. That's L- what I like, want. Like a phone that lights up when you call it, but it's still plugged into it's the wall. Still, there's no internet. Yeah. There is nothing like that. I j- yes. I want. Well, and you know, with today's show, we are getting something similar to that. We are getting the 60s version of the future. Of that. Yeah. Specifically 1962, a full hundred years before the setting of the cartoon. Today, we're talking about the family of the future. Yep. A cartoon primetime science fiction sitcom, The Jetsons. Meet George Jetson. The Jetsons, you meet them in the theme song, yet you don't got to meet them. You already know about them. Because they're ingrained They're ingrained in your head. In your head. Why? Syndication, baby. Exactly. Syndication is the answer. Because they did not make a big splash when they arrived originally yep. in 1962. And to this day... I don't know 
that much about them. <laughs> not not because we can't. We I know enough to do this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just enough. Just enough. Yeah. But I mean, we've done. By the way, this episode pairs well with our episode about the Flintstones because this is very related to that. There was tons of information about the Flintstones because they yes. had everything from vitamins to cereal to a, a live action movie. Like they they are celebrities. Yeah, they can't walk down the street. <laughs> And they've even brushed shoulders with the Jetsons. Well, yes, of course, yeah. the worlds collided, and yeah. we all survived the experience, luckily. <laughs> but the Jetsons, I mean, they've shown up in some commercials, and they're an easy reference. Yeah. But it doesn't have the same impact. Jumping Jupiter, what is this? The new Sprint store at Radio Shack, George. You could win communications for life. I could win? Let's roll, let's roll. Win long distance, mobile phones. It's the 21st century. <laughs> This is, of course, another Hanna-Barbera collab. The same team that brought us the Flintstones. Clearly, you can tell the second you turn it on, you're like, oh, (laughs) they just did the Flintstones again. (laughs) We do have this much information. ABC, which is where the Flintstones was being shown starting in 1960, they requested more content from Hanna-Barbera. Give us some more of that good shit. Uh-huh. And they gave them something, and it was like, yeah, fine, that's cool, but, like, give us more of that good shit, though. What else you got? And they said, okay, well, in that case, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh-huh. The Jetsons. They took this very basic idea, which it worked. It was, it was genius. It was magic. The Flintstones was take a 1960s family. Uh, I'm sorry, a 1960s conservative white family. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah. And just transplant that into caveman times uh-huh. and make all the technology dinosaurs and yep. stones yep. and all that stuff. All they did here is say, okay, take that same quote unquote modern 60s white family, family, white conservative <laughs> yes. idea of what a family is uh-huh. and put it in 2062. Yeah. So instead of foot-driven cars like you have on the Flintstones, you have little flying cars that poot out exhaust constantly. It's just like, uh-huh. And collapse into a into a briefcase. Into a suitcase. How into fucking suitcase. cool is that? They must be really light material. The, the interview I watched, uh, I guess they were just trying to find a way how to, because they knew parking was going to be a problem <laughs> on the cartoons. So they're like, what do we do? Oh, yeah. Just make it collapse into a, into a briefcase and keep it moving. Well, that's genius. It is. You know, Iron Man does that with his, uh, his suit. Uh-huh. So they're they're rubbing shoulders with some good company there. And we'll get into, there's a lot that they, I guess we don't have that yet. Yeah. The cars that both fly and turn into suitcases. But there's a lot on here that they uh, they thought up that eventually became reality. Yes, sir. But they just did the same thing. Instead of talking dinosaurs complaining about their jobs, that they have to shower Fred Flintstone with a tummy full of bath water, <laughs> you just have mouthy robots that uh-huh. do it. And they don't even have that many mouthy robots. That's like relegated to if you're a service robot, like Rosie the robot uh-huh. made, you talk, but it's not like their bed that folds up into a toaster and spits George Jetson out <laughs> is talking to them. So there's a lot of uh, character that's kind of sucked out of it. Uh-huh. And instead of rock or stone, being your go-to keywords for every name, uh, Mr. Granite, uh, all that shit, their keyword is space. Yep. Anything tangentially related to space uh-huh. is cool. Or just straight up space, like Mr. Spacely. Uh-huh. What's my first name? Cosmo Spacely. Uh-huh. Like, you'll double down on a character name like that and give it two layers of space business. They don't care. Right. But everything is named after that in some way. The Jetsons included Jets feel... A little pedestrian. I feel like they could have been like the Rocketsons or something, you know? One of the stores that his wife shops at is Mooningdale's. 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 Yeah. Yeah, You can go there and pick up some bare asses if you want. (laughs) That's where you would get that shit Uh up. Yeah. They they stuff those in there. They love to stuff them in there. Oh, cram-packed. They do love the space, even though I think the show is just set in low orbit. 
That it's confusing because they have the really high buildings, right? Yeah. And then it doesn't look like space. It looks like there's atmosphere, but they're above the clouds, I'm assuming. So low orbit because there's just a lot of space talk, but it's not like they're going into space. It's just sky. It's just sky. It should be sky H- talk. High sky, yeah. low space is where they're set. <laughs> uh, the name, it's not bedrock. It is Orbit City. Yeah. And of course, 2062 is the year, uh-huh. which means that most of the characters on this show right now, today, 2022, mostly have not been born. Uh-huh. That's yep. an interesting thought, Travis, that because is. your son, to put this into perspective, yes. was born actually in 2021. Your son technically was born a year before George Jetson. Yeah. Because he's 40 years old uh-huh. in this show. Uh-huh. Yes. Born this year, 2022. So, George, if you're out there, <laughs> do better because I don't, I don't like George Jetson. <laughs> I don't like George Jetson. What's your beef? What's your space beef? Okay, so George, let's get into the characters and let's break them down a little bit. Yeah. Um, George Jetson. Meet George Jetson. Meet George Jetson. All right. Well, nice to meet you, George. Attention whore. He is the patriarch of the family. And I'm I'm not going to hold the show like we wrote it in 2022 and therefore it is actively defying progressive ideas. (laughs) Like that. It's not quite that. Right. I can I can separate the two. But. He is the patriarch of the family. He is the father, the husband, the he son, is, the Holy Spirit. He is, yes, he is. He is our our savior. Come again uh-huh. in the form of a real dick in 2062. <laughs> he's the breadwinner. He works. He's the only one that works in the family. That seems to be his choice. That he doesn't want his wife working. He is a space boomer. Uh-huh. Uh, he hates technology. He's the only member of the family that complains about every piece of high-tech gadgetry they have in the house. Yep. It all doesn't work for him, and he's very angry about it. He is my mom uh-huh. trying to work an iPhone, <laughs> but it's 2062. Uh-huh. And, it's a, and it's an arm that comes out of the wall and wipes your ass for you. Someday I'm going to give that door a shot right in its electric eye. James, stop this crazy thing! James. It is concerning disconcerting that he is no more socially enlightened than fred flintstone the caveman like and i understand this was made two years later but we understand that this show and the flintstones are both like this show is if conservative white america was cryogenically frozen and then thawed out in 2062 Uh that's the premise of these shows is you were just transplanting popular culture at that time and moving it either way but to see Fred Flintstone doing those things I'm like well he's a caveman I kind of don't expect a lot out Uh of them you know yeah I mean shoes haven't been made yet he's half an ape he's half a monster I mean it's like but George Jetson (laughs) it's hard to to give him a lot of wiggle room on this because he not only is very much the patriarch like wife I control you financially. He doesn't relate to his kids, doesn't relate to anyone in the family. He always feels put upon like he's the victim, but he's just a straight up asshole baby. Uh-huh. And this is why, because he is just less charismatic and likable than Fred Flintstone. Uh, yeah. Fred Flintstone is based That's on facts. a charismatic actor character who was also, you know, threatened his wife with abuse on the honeymooners all the time. But Alice? I don't know exactly what it is, but Fred has swagger. Fred has confidence and he's a big boy. Yeah. He's a big boy. Uh George, on the other hand, is like a nervous, selfish man who just doesn't carry himself with any joy. (laughs) Did you see him happy in this cartoon? Not at all. No, No, Uh he's not a happy man. Yeah. And maybe that's a. He's worried. He's very worried. worried. He's always worried about everything. And look, I understand. I'm an anxious person too. I'm worried about a lot of things. Yeah. But 
This is not my kind of guy. This is not my kind of guy. He's an asshole baby. I knew it the second I started He's the cartoon. A baby bitch. I, I did not enjoy him. And it's a shame because a lot of the show is based around him. I mean, the whole theme song is from the perspective of he, meet the family uh-huh. in which they relate to George. It, How it they starts relate to George. George. It yes. starts with George. George is the nucleus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily, they do give a lot of time to the other characters because they need to. Now, unlike the Flintstones, which is initially about two adult couples, it's about the Flintstones and the Rubbles. Yeah. For the first two or three seasons, they don't even have kids. There's some 30-year-old cavemen and cavewomen just having a good time. You know, what are they getting into? Yep. It's like, until, I love Lucy. Until Bam Bam. Yes. Into Bam Bam, into Pebbles. Pebbles, and they ruin the whole thing, according to some uh-huh. yabba dabba dorks out there who <laughs> did not like the kids being added to it. I was a fan. Uh, but I also liked when the alien got added to it. So. Hell Yeah. This show is about an already assembled family. No one's a baby. Yeah. There's not a baby on the show. <laughs> there, it is about one couple with two kids. It does at least allow you more options as to who to glom onto. Like, give me somebody that's not George that I like. Right. But at least for me, I really enjoyed the cartoon, by the way. We watched the first I episode of the show. Yep. I liked it more than I thought I would. Uh, I was more angry at George than I thought I would be. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> But I feel like that's part of how it gets away from the Flintstones in a good way, because you have more options for story. Like, let's follow the almost toddler Elroy, his boy Elroy. Let's follow the teenage daughter, Judy. But it also feels like it's not as like buddy chummy. I can't relate to George because there's no other character that relates to George. Yep. Like Barney relates to Fred. Uh So I'm seeing George through like I'm the son. I'm his boy Elroy. Yep. And, and I, just and I, his family so, that barely barely likes him. They don't like him. He's the lead. No, everyone else gets along fine in that house. It's right. George. Yep. It is George. So his kids, their kids, uh-huh. I should say. I need to get away from assuming that George is the center of all this. Yeah. Because he's not in my mind. Of course, there's his boy, Elroy. His boy, Elroy. Who is a six and a half year old boy. Pretty smart kid. Or I don't know. I mean, I don't, in this future, they seem to be acting like everybody just knows advanced mathematics and uh-huh. stuff, which is they could not be further from the truth on that. Like we're <laughs> that slope is going down as oh, far as yeah. general intelligence. I feel like maybe he doesn't want to grow up to be like his dad. I don't know that he ever, you know, I don't recall him saying that to us in the cartoon. Yeah. But his dad is working like a tech job, but it's kind of menial. And I feel like Elroy wants to get out there and explore. You know, uh-huh. he's a busy kid, yeah. busy kid. <laughs> Pretty well behaved, but he does feel like the kind of kid that would correct you about dinosaurs. Yep. Like, he would just immediately... I think you meant plesiosaurus. And by the way, those are not real anymore. And it is a young man's game. Well, I mean, he's a young man. Six he and a half years no, old. Yeah, he's, he's on it. Target the primo age <laughs> the to be into demo. dinosaurs. Yes. Well, there's nothing important today, Mom. Just elementary electronics and advanced finger painting. I don't trust him. Uh, he didn't do anything wrong in this cartoon. He, I, he's got beady eyes. Exactly. Shit. He's got doll's eyes, little beady doll's eyes. No pupils. No. So that's Everyone else has them. He looks like a little doll come to life. Uh So don't trust him on that. (laughs) He he seems smart enough and like he maybe is hiding something. I feel like whatever the 2062 equivalent of like pulling a scam on online poker would be, Uh that's what he's up to. Uh, It's probably online poker. Online space poker. (laughs) There you go. It's probably that. Space poker in the back. Uh Uh-huh. Spit, no, I'm oh, getting it wrong. Yeah. Space, po- uh, space liquor in the front, space poker in the rear. Space <laughs> wrecked him. I damn near space killed him. Found my way out of that one. Yeah, you did. That's his boy, Elroy. Now, he and his wife have a daughter. Daughter Judy. Daughter Judy. Judy is a 15-year-old teenage girl. Uh, She's boy crazy. Yes. Normal stuff. Yep. Yeah, well, And that I wrote down initially, okay, stereotype of a 60s teenage girl. Yeah. And then I thought about it. I'm like, 
stereotype of a 70s teenage girl, stereotype of an 80s, a stereotype of a girl, girl, (laughs) teenage girl that we have continued to have. I don't know if it's dispelled at all. Maybe, (laughs) maybe Nickelodeon isn't like furthering this idea of what teenage girls should be like, but I'm on the phone too much. I don't want to do homework. I love pop music. Dad, I love them. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. And that's, at least in this episode, that's all you really get from her. She's Uh nice. She's a nice, uh, well-behaved kid. Uh, I don't know. You know, yeah, right. I trust her more than I trust Elroy, and she's a teenager, yeah. so that's that's saying that's, something. That's saying a lot, yeah. yeah, Rosie, you are out of this universe. Travis, you have raised female children. I have. Yes, I don't yeah. like to say the word female like that. You you have raised girls, I guess, because <laughs> well, we can still I have call them that. Yes, two daughters. Do you find, and I'm, I don't mean Judy specifically, but did yours fit these stereotypes at all? Like <sighs> on the phone a lot, love shopping, crazy about pop music. On the phone a lot, mm-hmm. so that's that's definitely a trope that's that's accurate. They stay they stay on the phone, man, yeah. with Instagram and Snapchat and all that. You're on the it's phone heavy. with them right now, <laughs> doing a TikTok <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're filming you doing it. It's like Dad's <laughs> podcasting again, <laughs> talking about hundred year old cartoons. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that that's the main one. I'd have to say on is, the phone is okay. the phone, man, heavy. Yeah. Heavy phone. Okay. Okay. Uh, hanging out with friends and 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 phone stuff. I, I think that's the that's the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. What are your interests? Phone stuff. <laughs> uh, half friends, half phone. Half stuff. Front, uh, most. Oh, let's see. Let's split up my my schedule for the week. Is um Tuesday got a lot of phone stuff going on. So maybe Wednesday's better to hang out as friends. Let me look at my calendar. Let me look at my calendar. Oh yeah. Phone I, stuff. You know, I actually have two different calendars, and one is uh, just for phone stuff, and the other one's for friends. And I, I show them both at the same time, so I can compare them. <laughs> We're coming for you, uh-huh. teenage girls, and your phone usage. <laughs> well, that's Judy. Imagine, that you know, imagine that stereotype. That's Judy. Yep, she, she's she's a nice, stuff. a nice young lady. And then you come to the other lady of the house, or at least the other human lady of the house. Jane, his wife. Jane, his wife. Uh huh. <laughs> 33 years old. I feel I so old. That's the first thing I have written down here about her. 33 what? Okay. Jane Jane Jetson, the matriarch of the family, uh-huh. is 33 years old. Don't be smart. You know I'm only 33. <laughs> if I was only 15 again. In fact, if I was only 32, 22, 32 again. In this cartoon, and the one that we watched, Judy is explicitly stated to be 15 years old. Yep. Now, obviously, 18 people can have babies. You can have babies sooner than that. Yeah. Maybe in the future, you can have babies in the womb. I don't know what their genetics are like, what they've been up to. (laughs) If their genes have been spliced, I didn't hear about it. Uh But (laughs) here's the timeline we're looking at. And this is not the craziest thing, but it feels weird that in 2062, this is still going on. Yeah. Jane, to be 33 and have a 15-year-old daughter, had Judy at age 18 when George was 25 years old. Yeah. Not the creepiest thing I ever heard, but... What's up? Yeah. What's up, George? Is this the message? What's right going now? on, buddy? Is this what, what we doing? want to do? 2062? Catch <laughs> catch the net, bro. George? Okay? Yeah, you got your sleeves rolled up. Yeah, you man. Mean, I'm I'm getting hot over here. I'm I'm coming in hot about George. Bro. Yeah. GJ? Uh-huh. That doesn't throw off the tongue. GJ. GJ does not. Or JG. JG did. JG was all better, right. Better. But GJ is a little GJ. weird. I'm gonna call him A B for uh-huh. asshole baby. Oh, 
Now, let's not define Jane by her age. She is younger than us. We're she only is. a year younger than George is. It's weird. This. It's we, very we've, weird. We've gotten to that point where it's like, damn. I'm like older than what I think of as parents. Yeah. What's well, like how Spider-Man is a kid. And as a kid, I'm like, Spider-Man's cool. He's older than me. He's my old teenage friend. <laughs> and now I'm like, Spider-Man could be my kid. I could have had Spider-Man at this could've. point. Yeah. Could have. Uh-huh. I missed out yep. on that well, one. I mean, might be out there. I could dress Benny up as a Spider-Man. You could. I mean, let's yeah, let's do it. He can jump real high. You've seen it. You saw it when <laughs> no, you walked he in can. today. He yeah. Can. Let's not define Jane by her age. Yeah. However crazy it might seem that she is 33 <laughs> years old. Um, let's first we're gonna define her as the show defines her. It's okay. trying to scream at us how to define her. Yeah. She loves fashion. Yeah. And she's always spending big quotes from me right now. She's always spending big quotes, George's money. <laughs> The intro to the show, you know, they're flying along. She has no job. <laughs> they're flying through the sky and like dropping off a person at a time. And that's the person that the song sings about and yeah. fills you in. It's a, it's a great bit that uh-huh. lets you know everybody's role on the show. And a everything. little conveyor belt of information. Yes, it is. Yeah. Like you see El- his boy Elroy go off to the school. You see Judy <laughs> go off to the school. And then they, Jane, his wife, and he turns around with a, some kind of dollar bill in his hand. So they're uh-huh. still on paper money in 2062. <laughs> But this is not change yet. This in, is in every episode. It's uh-huh. the intro. He turns around with his wallet in his other hand and he's offering the dollar bill or whatever. I'm hoping more than a dollar. Like, <laughs> I don't know what USD is worth. So it's probably a yeah, thousand we don't know. Yeah, dollar uh, bill. And then she just reaches over with a smile on her face and grabs his wallet and then goes on down to the shopping center. Uh-huh. So they're trying to tell us like, oh, that George, he's got to put up with a wife that likes to spend money. That's the only way he can hold on to her. Uh-huh. She spends his money. She's a third child to him. Uh-huh. It's kind of the implication here, right? Because <laughs> yes. that's, I mean, yeah. this is the, I, I assume this is, I, hell, this still happens. But like, this is, I hope, the end of the era where it's normal for like a man to give his wife an allowance. Uh-huh. Uh, but maybe it's not. You're God like, Travis, knows. no, tell me. Is this stereotype true? Uh, in your Travis, world? is the stereotype that... <laughs> That a man uh, nearing 40 might hold his partner Now talk shit about your girlfriend. Now go. Please start. <laughs> Phone stuff. But that that's how they set her up for us in the, in the opening. Like, she's kind of smiling like, I have power over you. You need me. I'm taking your wallet. Yes. And that's, we'll get into it in the episode. But that is that is um, a shallow view of this woman, I will say. It is. Jane yeah. deserves more than that. I think Jane is one of the breakout stars of this show. Yeah. I will also say in the most tasteful way I can. Lots of people out there are hot for Betty Rubble and the Flintstones, and I think Jane Jetson is the homecoming queen of Hanna-Barbera sitcoms. I will just, you know what? I'm just going to leave it like that. I'll back that. Yeah. I'll back that. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't just spend money on clothes. Um, she spends money on and really is into gadgets. Yes, she is. Not Inspector Gadgets. <laughs> Stuff, although there's there is a lot of robotic arm shit on this there show. Are, yes. Most of their tech uh-huh. is robotic arm based. With gloves and the, the robotic arrow always has gloves on the robotic yes, arm yes. too. They like, yeah. if, if it needs to manipulate you with fingers, there might be gloves uh-huh. on there. Um, so maybe that's maybe they like stripped gadget in the past and like you know built him out to be the robots of the future. Right. Oh shit. Oh, Man, we're out. Oh shit. Let's it goes this up. This goes to the very top. Uh-huh. Um, she likes gadgets. <laughs> Because she's a homemaker. That is her role on the show. Yeah. She runs the house and makes uh-huh. sure it runs well. And we are living along with her in a retro futuristic dream yeah. where gadgets <laughs> rule the day. Gadgets, 
Gadget. And you, you will rue the day if you don't have a gadget. If you don't have a gadget, yes. what do you got? Yeah. I mean, I feel like even like the most destitute people on this are like, oh, I only have 14 gadgets to my name. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like they're the Jetsons are considered on this show to be, at least the way they talk about them in the episode, middle mid class, middle yeah. class, like yeah. double middle class. When people tell them like, we have three bedrooms, like, oh, that's not enough. I mean, he's trying to get a, a raise in the episode Real we're watching. Hard. So yeah. it definitely mi- middle class is what yeah, well, definitely, Yeah, for. overall, definitely middle class. Yeah. Um, Retrofuturistic is the way to describe this show. Uh, retrofuturism, uh-huh. if you don't know, <laughs> is basically when we look at what someone in the past thought the future would look like yeah. based on their experience then. So we were talking about how we would love to live in the 80s version of the future. Yes. What we thought uh-huh. it would be then. Yep. That sounds cool. This is the 60s version of what the future would look like. Uh-huh. And so you end up with, the, I mean, it's actually like a whole style. Like there are entire books and art books and things like this that follow this. Yeah. Interestingly, here's the thing. A lot of retrofuturism is like 1950s, 40s, 60s. Fallout, the video game series, does a lot of this where it's like you're mixing sci-fi with what looks like Norman Rockwell paintings almost. Again, white conservative (laughs) culture in America. And then you just, well, what would happen? Would my dog polo wear like a space suit or something Uh in space? And then, you know, I would eat cereal out there. Uh, (laughs) But it is, it's funny for me to think of it this way because this is 1962. This is a future imagined by people whose heads would explode if they saw a PlayStation 1 in action. Oh, yeah. Like, that would Uh just ruin them. They couldn't function anymore. If You you would have to introduce them slowly Uh to get to that. Yeah, God doesn't exist. Yes, they would be like, this is an affront (laughs) to everything I believe. So I love looking at it and being like, but they still got so much right, despite the fact that they were so far removed from the the grandeur of a PlayStation 1. Yeah, they they nailed a couple items, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, a couple. Uh Okay. Three. Three. Yeah, thank you. And all of that shit ends up coming back to gadgets, home improvements, appliances. Can you imagine? Mother has a new way to get supper on the, the table for Papa. <laughs> when he, before he gets home from brewing rocket fuel. Like, you know, like that's that's the whole point. He, he, even that sentence you just said is gone now. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's changed. But it, it all seems to be like, how can we make the mothers of America work slightly less hard at keeping the house together? And then, but it's actually about in service of Papa, who's coming home from work with, with the money to pay for the gadgets. Mama needs a new rocket, says Mama. Like, that's all... That's a lot of this. And so Jane ends up being the one that deals with these gadgets the most because she is in charge of the house. Yeah. That's one way that she wields a ton of power. If she understands the gadgets, George does not. Uh-huh. George hates the gadgets. He is anti-progress in uh-huh. all ways. Um, lots of robot arms, like we said. That seems to be the prevailing new technology yeah. that we have in 2062. They all do really invasive things. Yes. Like, they dress you. They brush your teeth. Uh-huh. Like, that. that's a dangerous prospect. Conveyor right belts Con- everywhere, Yes, bro. conveyor belts everywhere. Yes. I guess that's part of the joke of the Jetsons is like, hey, you know how we're lazy now? Guess uh-huh. how lazy we're going to be in the future. We're going to have shit that just, like, squeezes our stomach to make the poop come uh-huh. out. Or what I don't, like, machines will do these hey, things for I us. I got a bidet in my house. Do you? It's pretty robotic, yeah. Since when did you have this, Travis? I've had it for about six months. When, oh, six, not when months. you moved into the house? No. Okay. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh-uh. Well, I'm still upset you didn't tell me. <laughs> I'm <but> sorry. <laughs> what what is your um what's your opinion of the bidet? The bidet? Yeah. Uh it's fucking awesome. It's 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 you're a beautiful that, thing. You're that jazzed about the bidet. Dude, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. How, what, yeah. Does your do you notice? Okay, I got. I, yeah, yeah. I, for, Jetsons heads. If you don't like this, skip ahead yeah, a little yeah, bit because yeah, I got yeah. some questions. Yeah, rock out, um, man. Although I feel like this is very futuristic. Dude, listen, the seat heats up. 
It fucking heats up. Okay, dude. is that inherent to a bidet though? I mean, not every bidet has okay, okay. that. Okay, so that's but, that's just a, a another cool thing that you're bragging about. Yes, like yeah. you have your king shit of the TV throne. You're sitting on a thousand dollars worth of TV every month through Hulu, and <laughs> you have a heated toilet. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. but that's okay. And now yeah. the bidet. So the seat heats. Um, then the water. You can make the water hot, cold. Man, it's it's beautiful, dude. It's it's <sighs> joyous. It really is. Like like when I have to take a dump. <laughs> I'm thrilled, man. My my heart warms was, with joy. How do you ever get off of it? How uh-huh. are we not just doing the show with you over uh. Zoom on a bidet right now? <laughs> I can't believe you made it here. <laughs> have been making it here, dude. It's great. <laughs> I own one, and I will own two at least in the next six months. Is it for my for my uh, powder bath? Is it? Yeah. Is the sensation enjoyable, or is it just the? Yes. Okay. It's it's great. Yeah. It's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> It is beautiful. It's bootyful. Well, you know, I'm going to bet the Jetsons have some interesting bidets that are some like the machine arms come out, Uh rip your butt cheeks, pull them apart for you. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Jolter just pops out. (laughs) Well, that's I feel like we for our bodies. Yeah. We're staying away. Thank you for the bidet update. Uh, you're I appreciate yeah. it. Don't yeah. keep things like that from me in the I'm future. I, I, that's a major affront to our friendship. <laughs> How you clean your ass is the business not only of me, but of our listeners. Yes. No, I get it. I'll never do it again. <laughs> We're not doing a lot of robots controlling our bodies and touching our bodies uh-huh. at this point. Maybe that's in our future, but I do think that we have seen enough Jetsons to not do that. Uh-huh. This is a cautionary tale. Don't let the robots touch your bodies. They're going to fuck you up somehow. Yeah. One day the toothbrush will just go right through your head. Yes. You will end up brained by a fucking toothbrush. <laughs> but they did get a lot of things right. A lot of pneumatic tubes. A lot of tubes. I wish we had the tubes. I do. I too. mean, I know tubes were invented at that time, but like, I wish that I could send my dog to my parents' house through a pneumatic tube and then he would just hang out there for a while and then he gets shot back. You know, like that would be awesome. That would be awesome for him. It's, it's more, more logical. Than uh, teleportation. I mean, if we got it worked out, well, yeah. look, here's the thing: there's no teleportation on this show, right? Yeah, just yeah, personally, yeah, personally. <laughs> Talking Travis about is not a fan of the teleportation. <laughs> it seems scary, man. You're probably like they're gonna mess up for a long time. Pro bidet, anti teleportation technology. Pro bidet. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm ever gonna try one. Uh-huh. Uh, really. We'll, Dude, you're missing out, bro. You uh, let's talk after this. Yeah, well, we'll maybe yeah. we'll release a mini episode yeah, about yeah. the bidet. <laughs> <laughs> We've become a, a bidet podcast. A bidet, taste past bidet cast. What they? Some of the things that they. <laughs> We're getting older, man. You That's just, what we do know. now. Travis, you just dropped a bidet bomb on me, and you're expecting me to try and host this podcast afterwards. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I did just drop that shit. <laughs> some oh, of the things. Intended. Some of the things that they got right: flat screen TVs, yep. uh, personal computers, uh-huh. tablets, even yeah, smart watches. I mean, that goes back to Dick Tracy in my uh, mind. Yeah, like, yeah, he had the yeah. little radio watch. That's right. basically what an Apple Watch does, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just never... I think I think they, they're neat, but, like, when someone has an Apple Watch, I'm like, did you just have some extra cash laying around that you yeah, to it's, waste? It's uh, extra. Yeah. It's extra. Yeah, and those who As have Apple over, Watches... I got two of them, both <laughs> playing Hulu. <laughs> you have a second... You have a second subscription. You had, didn't get enough Hulu from your first one. <laughs> Guys, it's late. Uh, we're we're doing a later record, and we're both on eight metric tons of caffeine right now. So, 
You're welcome. Uh. They've got FaceTime in yep. the show. Yep. They don't call it that, but they got FaceTime <laughs> and they're probably on like the 40th iteration of COVID at oh, that yeah. point. So oh, they're used sure. to yep. util- utilizing yep. that. The main thing that they got right, the biggest thing that they got right is how the technology would annoy the shit out of us. How <laughs> frustrated we are with our technology. Oh, yeah. Because the angriest I can get minus stubbing my toe uh-huh. is when a machine that is meant to do a certain thing does not do that thing. Uh-huh. If it's like this machine is supposed to roll up your sleeve for you. Uh-huh. And if I'm pressing the button and it's not rolling up my sleeve, I, I fly into a blind rage uh-huh. yeah. and I only emerge once I have berated that machine. <laughs> and I wake, I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, the machine's in the corner crying and I don't know what I've done. <laughs> like, I just, I hate it so much. And I feel like everyone's frustrated with these machines that we have all the time. Uh-huh. And it seems like on the show, they're complaining about technology all the yeah. time, especially George. And that is the rightest part of all of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that we have everything and we hate it. I feel like my anger doesn't stem from the machine. It stems from the Wi-Fi for the machine. <gasps> Wi-Fi is a, it's a hot, it's a hot button issue for me, man. In your it, household. Yeah. Yes. In my household. And it seems everywhere I go. Yes. It's, it's crapping out of me. Well, when you do finally choose to run, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> that's, that is your major platform is better yeah. Wi-Fi. Tingy. Yes. I need that Tingy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when Wi-Fi, I guess where a lot of this stems from is that if I have a new thing and I'm learning how to use it, a new piece of technology, (laughs) I might get frustrated with it because my fear also is that, oh, what if it doesn't work and I wasted time and money on this thing? But the real frustration is when it's become integrated into my life, like Uh Wi-Fi, and then this thing is like water to Uh me, and suddenly Wi-Fi or running water is not working what the fuck do you mean you're not going to let me do this? You let me do this every day, hours a day. You let me do this all Uh the time. What's the problem here? Right. So that's a good point. Wi-Fi is kind of the ocean from which all the other rivers of technology flow right Uh now. Yeah, without Wi-Fi, your your iPad is is a paperweight. Yeah, it's it's a thick slab of shit. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) You know what has Wi-Fi? What's that? My bidet. No, I'm bullshit. I'm bullshit. <laughs> it knows right now. It's it's vibrating you, sending you messages saying, please come use me, Travis. But it does have a remote, which is weird. Yeah, like you need to do it for somebody else? It's very strange. It does have a remote. That's... Yeah. We'll chat after this. You should read video. the instruction manual. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just maybe look into the company. Look into their background. That <laughs> makes it. You mentioned the sliding sidewalks. Yes. The yeah, moving the, uh, floors. Yes. Which, the uh, conveyor belt. Yes. Moving, yeah. That they call on the show slidewalks. Okay. Yes. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, it doesn't have to do with space. I'll take it. No, you're right. They yeah. missed an opportunity. Yeah. Spacewalk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should have done. I, you know, I was trying to go through a list. I'm like, well, clearly I can't use space. I'm going to have to. With <laughs> they this use one it all the time. Joke, they yeah. use it all the time. Uh-huh. That's a well that will never run dry. Yeah. Now, we have these now. I, I, we didn't have them then. Yeah. But we have not everywhere. They have them in their house and everywhere. Like, they're all over the place. Right. But we have these in airports oh, specifically. Yeah. Yes. You really only see it. I've only seen it at an airport. I'm pretty sure I have only seen it at an airport as well. Yeah. Now, when you get on one of these, I don't know what they're called at the airports. We'll call them sidewalks. Slidewalks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's called a spacewalk when we look it up. <laughs> when you get on a slidewalk slash spacewalk, do you stand still or do you walk on it? I enjoy the the walking fast on it. Oh, it's kind of cool. I love, I'm the flash when I'm on those uh-huh. things. Oh, yeah. The best it, feeling in the world. And it seems like whenever I've done it, there's always a mirror right there. So you can kind of <laughs> yes. see it. You're like, you see the progress. It's weird. It's a weird thing. I'm used but. to ones that have windows. And so it's like I'm passing the city at such a speed yeah, that I feel great. like I'm I'm flying. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I pretty much always walk on them myself. Yeah. You yeah. have to. Yeah. Well, and then so escalators, because they didn't, I don't, we probably had escalators at this point. Uh-huh. It's the same thing there. Why I, I rarely stand still on an escalator. I 
I, I stand still. You know. That's a young man's game is, is walking with it. <laughs> my, knees are going, my knees are going bad, man. Okay, so here's what oh. I'm thinking of. I... Well, I wanted to ask because I know I'm an anxious person. I think too much about how other people are mad at me or make up bullshit, yeah. especially <laughs> strangers in public. The main reason that I walk on the slidewalk or an escalator is I assume that if there's anyone behind me, they want to they're move faster to, yeah. and they, they're mad at me that I am not moving further up. It's the same, like because I've heard that we have like a caveman instinct that we don't want things in front of us. And that's why we get mad in traffic. It's because we're like, I need to move ahead. And uh -huh. I, my lizard brain is telling Damn me this obstruction. Yeah, like it's just the very idea that anyone's in front because you've been on the road at some point where someone is in front of you and you're the only two people visible on the road. But you're like, fuck this guy. I'm going to move, <laughs> you know, get around him. We're all going the speed limit. Everything's uh -huh. fine. Like, I just want to go 30 miles per hour in front of them, not behind them now. And I feel like I just assume everyone wants in front of me. Uh -huh. And so like, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm moving. Sorry. <laughs> How about this one? Yeah. They predicted Roombas, robotic vacuum cleaners, baby. They got them. Now they don't look like Roombas which are just like little flying saucer guys uh -huh, for yeah. the most part. That cats like to get on for videos. Yes, they do. Yes. And those are great. I approve that. <laughs> I've seen puppies on there. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, anything you can put I've on there. I've never seen a puppy, but yeah, send me a video after we'll, this. We'll do a search. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You got to search deep for that one. <laughs> it's a deep cut. A lot of people get frustrated with Roombas because uh, yeah. they have a lot of problems. Do you do you have any Roomba experience? Uh, yeah. it's uh, We have the knockoff. It's like a knockoff Roomba. Like Roombo or it's, it's pretty much yeah. Goomba, the Mario. Yeah. Uh, for this Mario conversation, Brothers. for this conversation. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> uh, well, for some reason, uh, we just can't get it to link up to the goddamn, uh, the Wi-Fi. Fucking Wi-Fi. Cause you need the Wi-Fi in order to, to map it out for your house. Oh, so, wow. That's fancy as shit. So now all we can do is you can go in a room with it and let it run and it just bumps around. Okay. But see, that's for it, for it to map your house out, you need the Wi Fi and you can't connect because you need it connected to the 3.5 okay. gigahertz. It's a whole fucking thing. That, like your security that, camera. Everything's a whole fucking thing. These it days. is, though. Man. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. That it was that high tech. It is. That doesn't change my feelings about Roomba, yeah. but it does <laughs> color them differently for me. Because, well, you know, there's a long history on this podcast uh -huh. of me. And my issues with robots, yeah. you know, I just, I have a lot of issues with them and maybe that's something for me to work out, but Roombas, a lot of people don't like them because they bump around a lot, right? Yeah. They just kind of don't do what they're supposed to do. I can't have one because I feel bad for it uh -huh. because they look like these little dopey, like dumb robot guys, right. but it's like, I'll do my job well. And then it's just like, eh, and then bumps into the wall and gets stuck on a carpet, <laughs> yeah. like a height change over like a, cockroach. Of a centimeter and it still can't get over it. And I would just be following it around all day being like, oh buddy, here, I'll help it for you. Like but I might as well. You got that too. Yeah. Just uh -huh. clean. So yep. they're dumb and therefore I don't find them threatening, uh -huh. but here's the problem. You're then giving them the blueprints to your house. <laughs> And yeah. that's, I think, where we're making a mistake. You're giving them the keys for the weekend. Yes. Yeah. 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 Don't do that. Don't do that. And then you're fine. But I, I, I can't have them around because I, I just feel bad for them. And if anyone's like been frustrated with the Roomba in front of me, I'm like, oh, go easy on him. He's just a little dopey guy. A little dopey. But the episode that we watched for today's uh -huh. podcasting, oh. yes, space casting, the series debut of The Jetsons introduces perhaps the most important piece of tech, or should I say, the most important member of the family. Yeah. The glue. She's the spice, the glue. She's everything. Uh -huh. She's got she's, it all, baby. She's the Roomba. She is like 12 Roombas taped together <laughs> over a candy cane. She's that great. 
Her name, of course, is Rosie. Rosie the Robot. Uh, not the Riveter. Not the Riveter. No, no. Although she would look good in a kerchief. Yeah, yeah, she look good. Yeah. yeah. She is doing for female robot maids what? in 2062 what Rosie, Rosie the Riveter, Riveter meant. for the revolution. Yes, yep. as a uh-huh. fictional character, yes. I think. Uh, right? I don't know. Oh, I saw her in posters, and I never saw I'm, her in I'm person. I'm still Googling the, uh, the dogs on Roombas right I think you right should now, look so. up Rosie the Riveter here. For, okay, you're <laughs> yeah. right. And Rosie the Robot is the title of the episode. We'll get to Rosie here in a second. But we got to set things up. We open on Jane Jetson, homemaker, <laughs> yep. 33-year-old, established. Wallet stealer. Yes. Watching an exercise show on television, on her flat screen television that comes down from the ceiling. Uh-huh. That's the part I want. Oh, the... I want every all their furniture and stuff when it's not being used just goes into the floor or the wall or the ceiling and goes away. Pretty cool. But you know that would break. It'd break a lot. And then, boom, your, your TV would just be in the wall and you'd be like... This is absolutely true. <sighs> Travis, I cannot deny this. <laughs> Hey, when, this it, is absolutely when true. it's working, it's working. When it's working, it's great. When it's that broken, is, you, you don't even have it. This anymore. is the fucking world we live in, man. That's everything. <laughs> That's everything now. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm guessing Peloton didn't make it into the 2060s because she's not on one. She uh-huh. is doing like there's just a man on the TV saying, let's do the exercise. Uh-huh. It's closer to doing YouTube workouts, yeah. which it's cool that there are that many on there. But especially during pandemic, I would I would use some, but I was so picky about the production value uh-huh. on these workouts because like some are like old Tybo videos right. like that I, yeah. I love those because yeah. they're they're kind of nostalgic and they're produced and, and they're organized. But there are ones that I'm sure are fine, like yoga ones or whatever, but it's just uh-huh. somebody's iPhone strapped to a wall somewhere yeah. and it looks like shit. I'm like, I can't. And they don't have a microphone. Uh, you, what, you would just, uh, I would you just, just skip go it. on YouTube? Yeah, I would just go on YouTube. I would just skip those and I'd be like, no, nope, can't use that one. It's yep. not good. I just assume that you don't know what you're talking about if you can't put together a better production uh-huh. than this. So give me the Tybo. Yeah, if you can't find a guy... To get your your technology yeah. right, yeah, I can't trust you. Yeah. with my health. No, I I will say to be fair, Billy Blanks, founder of Tybo, yeah. he also put some out that were just literally him with some women in a driveway, all facing a, an iPhone. <laughs> Recently, like over oh, the, oh really? Yes, oh, like nice. new new Billy Blanks Tybo workouts. They're available on YouTube. I couldn't do those either. So it's not <laughs> just about I'm not just Tybo centric. Yeah, it is the production value that gets me. That's important <laughs> to me. We, we do want to send an invite to Tybo if he's listening to you know, the podcast. So. <laughs> the, the, the man Tybo. Yeah. <laughs> to Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks. <laughs> Mr. Bo. Uh, Mr. Mr. Tybo. Tybo. Uh, Bo knows Tybo. Oh, I'm tired. Of course, this exercise program is to strengthen one's Push button fingers. Yes. It's all about buttons on this show. And I do like buttons. I miss buttons. I, I like poking poke a button. Yeah. That's my motto. Poke a yeah, button. It's a good time. Mostly because I feel so helpless and angry when a touch screen isn't working. Uh-huh. There's just nothing to do. Like there's no button that you can keep poking at to make yourself feel better. Yeah. Like it's on a TV. If there's a power button, you can just be like, you know, poke poke a button. But with the slides, like there are times where like if I'm working out and I'm still sweaty and I try to get on my phone and I I sweated on it. Oh, and it gets I'm, wet? Yeah, yeah it's game over. There's a, a drop of moisture on there. Then it's, it's like, I can't do anything. And I'm just like, motherfucker, where's... And I get so frustrated. And then you try to wipe it on your shirt, but your shirt's wet. Shirt's it's, still sweaty. Oh, yeah, shit it show. It sucks. Yes. And so, yeah, I, I wish that we just had buttons all over Push our a buttons. Button. Poke a button. <laughs> Poke a button. Poke a button, please. <laughs> that That is... Uh, I, don't, I don't think my friend Andy is listening. I don't think he knows that I have a podcast. Yeah. But uh, that is... 
a callback to 2006. Okay. Where my the uh, the folk band that I was playing in and producing at the time, yep. we were trying to record in a real studio space, but like we were trying to engineer it ourselves and do it all at once. Uh-huh. And I couldn't be in the booth to run the machines. And I was the one most equipped to do that. (laughs) So we were trying to record and one guy was in the booth and he, he didn't know what to do. And we were trying to get something done. And my friend Andy was getting so frustrated (laughs) that he just, he just started saying, poke a button, poke a button, poke a button. Just like, just press anything. I don't give a shit. Just fucking poke a button. Okay. Any button, poke a button, poke a button, poke a button. And, uh, it was quotable. Uh huh. And I think it still works today. (laughs) I like to poke a button. So give me a button. And they got lots of them here in the future. And then the show, not only is she working to like strengthen and and, uh, raise the endurance of her fingers and wrists, I guess. Later, she's trying to, she does poke a button a bunch and then her finger hurts. You can jam your finger. Oh, yeah. That happens. But like, it's like, okay, so in this future, that's probably the main emerging source of injuries. There's lots of buttons. We're poking all of them. And now fingers are getting fucked up uh-huh. because what we have with our our technology is people, kids are coming up with neck and back problems sooner and hearing problems because of earbuds. Oh, yeah. So these uh-huh. are all things that are emerging. Like we're, that's why we're having to get standing desks and all this shit. But in their timeline, we'll say, yeah, we don't know. This could be our future <laughs> in their multiverse. Yeah. But in the 2062 of the Jetsons, it's fingers. Fingers and buttons. Uh-huh. That's you got to keep your fingers nice and meaty. You want a meaty digit that you yep. can poke a button with. With good dexterity. Yes. Poke a button. Po- poke a fucking button. <laughs> Jane gets her exercises done, and it's time to get the kids ready for school. This is we're, we're kind of seeing a day in the life of one Jane Jetson, mm-hmm. homemaker. <laughs> she gives Judy permission to go swimming in Acapulco. Yeah. After school that day, <laughs> and Judy is so thankful. That she says to her mom, Man, you're crazy way out. Crazy? Now, is that a nice thing to say to your mother? Sure. I picked it up in ancient history. That's how teenagers used to say, I love you. That's how teenagers in history talked. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's a fun, a fun cop out on, uh-huh. you know, like we're not going to even invent like future slang. Yeah. Which is always a funny, a real slippery slope of how dumb it can sound. Yeah. But this is them just saying like, I recently read a book about slang from a hundred years ago uh-huh. and this is how they talk. Far out, daddy Far out. You're a real daddy-o, daddy-o. <laughs> um, slang from a hundred years ago. Uh-huh. This is So today that would be like kids talking like flappers. <laughs> Like the jazz age. <laughs> and then in 2120, kids would be saying that they're thirsty. I'm, th- <laughs> I'm thirsty for that thought right now. <laughs> That's right. I, these kids, like, uh, as teenagers said in history, I'm thirsty for that thick baddie. A <laughs> hundred years from now. Yeah. Imagine that. that that's, there's history books. I mean, I hope nothing about... I mean, I hope that lessons are learned from what's going on, you know, in the past 10, 15, 20 years. It, ha- I also it hope, has to, right? I also hope nothing's remembered. I hope the lessons are learned and that nothing is remembered yeah, about it. Yeah. Like, we can forget all this. It's uh-huh. fine. Don't remember how we talked <laughs> in 100 years. Please. Please don't remember. Unless you're a thick baddie. <laughs> or you want a, you want a daddy. If you're looking, or you're looking for a zaddy. <laughs> You're just making a random shit. That's up. a real one. What zaddy? The zaddy? Zaddy's a real one, dude. I don't know what that it is. It just means like you're you're like an Uber daddy. I think like you're above a daddy. Uh huh. Yeah, you're like a zaddy. <laughs> you serious? I'm fucking serious, man. Oh, I'm not joking around, up, bro. Dude, when I leave here, yeah. I'm gonna look up dogs on 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 Roombas. Roombas, Yeah, Rosie the Riveter, 
and then I'm going straight to Zaddy. Zaddy. Zaddy Look up Zaddy. Yep. If uh, if you're feeling spicy, <laughs> do an image search. I'm sure. <laughs> Acapulco. She's yep. going to yep. pneumatic two right to yes. Acapulco. There's just a lot of international travel on this episode because then Elroy, his boy Elroy, comes yep. out and says he's going on a Siberian field trip yeah. at school. <laughs> Which we were still in the cold, very much in the Cold War at the time. And she's like, well, don't play with the Russian boy for too long. Uh So I think they're trying to pull a Star Trek where it's like, can you imagine a future where Russians aren't our enemies? And right now we're like, no, we can't imagine that. Yeah, we came back around to it. It's it's true again. (laughs) It keeps changing. And I don't know, like, I don't know the political structure of this world that they're living on. Because... They're just traveling willy-nilly between countries. Yeah. And later they make mention of like the United Planets. Like I, I'm not really that interested, but they're no, I don't know if they have to show a passport or if you're running in pneumatic tubes at this point and you get yeah. there in an hour, I guess. Yeah. Or if you take a pneumatic tube, you only go to a certain section that's like fenced off of that planet. <laughs> that's that would be it's like here's your preview of France. Yes. Uh-huh. And now if you really want it, you gotta yeah. show me that passport. Yeah, it's just an airport that you yeah. go to and hang out. <laughs> hey, I do like hanging out in airports. Or something. Yeah. I think airports not, are cool. Not horrible. We're losing malls left and right. We are. We're hemorrhaging malls. So, like, airports are the closest thing we have to original malls. Uh In the future, they will be the malls. You been to the Houston um, airport? No. That's a good airport. It's a good airport. Just going there. Yeah. Okay. But, anyways, let's talk about her her bathing suit. Okay. You see that, bro? Yeah. It was okay. And I thought they were trying to be cheeky and then get around it because she she holds out like what looks like a stick of gum, basically, Uh, like a floppy stick of gum. Yeah. And she's like, this is my swimsuit. And Jane doesn't really seem to have much of an issue with that, which is great. I mean, don't don't control your daughter. Let her be who she is. Yeah, let her be a zaddy. But she. (laughs) (laughs) WTF? Am I not allowed to say that? TFW, your daughter becomes a zaddy. So she she holds up this thing like this is my swimsuit, and then she starts talking about how it's it's like a dehydrate. What does she say? It's the new instant stretch model, Mom. Just add water and watch the boys fizz. The boys will fizz. The boys They're are fizzing. fizzing. They're gonna fizz. Boys are getting fizzy. Uh-oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just fizz. Now, son, your body's changing, and you're gonna start feeling fizzy. Uh huh. Yeah. You're gonna start fizzy. You're gonna start feeling fizzy all over. <laughs> She gets the well. She's trying to get the kids sent off. Elroy needs breakfast. Yeah, boys growing. Got to have a good, healthy breakfast. Yeah. So Jane, with the old digits she's been working on, uh-huh. starts poking on the food araka cycle. <laughs> this, these are kind of like replicators on Star Trek, where it's just a machine with a poke. You poke a button, uh-huh. and food comes out. Whatever you ordered, it makes it. Great. Yeah. Cool. Now this thing can malfunction real bad, uh-huh. and it does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> this food araka cycle is on the fritz. <laughs> George wakes up last, I, I would note, um, yeah, because uh, he's sleeping off oh, all that a, button pushing he he's does. He's a lazy bitch. Boom. Hey. <laughs> yep. Hey. I said it. He ain't no zaddy of mine. That's for sure. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, he's anything but a zaddy. I hate this guy. George wakes up last out of everyone there. Uh, Jane, of course, is up way before him running that household. Yep. And he's upset that he's not getting his breakfast. That is a poke-a-button breakfast. Yeah. You can uh-huh. just poke a button and get the breakfast. Yeah. Uh, he says, I don't get it. When we first got married, you could punch out a breakfast like mother used to make. Now you're all thumbs. Now that you're getting older, 33, yeah. you don't make food as well as you used to. And my wife is now malfunctioning. Oh, it's essentially what he's God saying. Damn, it's like, dude, yeah. you, you deserve crucifixion. <laughs> I am so bothered by Listen, this man. Listen, GJ. All right? yeah, GJ, call off your dogs, man. <laughs> Down boy. Down boy. He's just so mad at Jane about this. 
and then the machine explodes. Yeah. It's really not working. Uh-huh. Jane, of course, says, okay, time to replace it then. And George is unnecessarily shitty, like yelling at her. Yeah. He just immediately goes to 10. Uh-huh. Fuck you, George. Yeah, fuck this guy, dude. Fuck George Jetson. <laughs> I love his wife. <laughs> his kids are okay. It does lead to a fun exchange. Uh, it just it stood out to me. Because again, Jane, one of the breakout stars here, yeah. <laughs> she is a total boss responding to him calmly after he has this outburst mm-hmm. that she did not deserve. <laughs> Jane, you deserve better. She's beautiful. Beautiful soul. <laughs> beautiful soul. <laughs> Sorry, I came out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm toning it down. <laughs> I'm like, Jane, marry me. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. And she was born with it. Uh-huh. It's not Maybelline. It's I not don't Maybelline, think. dude. No. A new food cycle. Jane, we cannot afford it. No. Absolutely, positively, emphatically, beyond the shadow of a doubt, and oh, no! George, are you trying to tell me something? Forget it. Totally taking the air out of his horse shit reaction that he's having. She's a hero. Uh-huh. She's a queen. Yes. Yes. Queen. <laughs> so they're in, in this moment, in this whole thing, because they also they're not portraying Jane like a perfect person. Yeah. They're not making her like this up on a pedestal, like, oh, the homemaker that says yes to everything and yeah. lets everyone walk all over her. She yeah, has a backbone. backbone yeah. She is a multifaceted human being that they managed to, to actually, I feel like as well as they could at that time, uh-huh. actually portray as a human being. She isn't perfect, but she's still exerting her power. Yes. Her power as a woman of the house, even in this extremely patriarchal future. Yeah. Yeah. Majorly. Yeah. She was able to take his negative energy yes. and just give it back to him and a little bit. Shove it right up his yeah. ass. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, Jane. <laughs> So George heads off to work at Spacely Sprockets. Yeah. I don't know uh-huh. what a sprocket is. <laughs> Me neither. I know it. I don't know. I don't. You know what it's time for? That's the fourth thing I'm going to Google when I leave here. That, no, that's a space lookup right now. <laughs> that's a space DPTC lookup right this minute. I will not let this go. Sprocket. Sprocket wheel or chain wheel is a profiled wheel with T. Te- okay, so it's, it's. Oh, so it's like a bike. Uh, yeah, wheel, it's, right? it's basically the, a, a cog yeah. type <laughs> there thing. You go. Yeah, okay. And there is Mr. Cogsley, who yeah. is, I think, the guy who owns Spacely's. And there's Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, shit. <laughs> Do you think they're in the same universe? Do you think the Beast is set in the history of the Jetsons <laughs> and therefore is in the Flintstones universe? <laughs> Just a hands up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're question like, mark, question mark. It's like you're holding up two options. Your hands like, take one or Thoughts? the other. Yeah. Blue pill, red pill, your choice, buddy. <laughs> Spacely Sprockets, uh, making those metal cogs or whatever uh-huh. the shit. He po- he pokes a button professionally. He's a professional button poke, poker. Po- and he doesn't yeah. wake up and do exercises to warm up like no, Jane does. Uh, no. no. He probably wouldn't hurt. No, it would yeah, be great. Yeah. Because he's going into work knowing that he needs to ask for a raise. Yeah. This is a, an edict handed down from Jane. Uh-huh. And if she's making unilateral moves, you better listen to him. Yeah. She knows what's up. Yes. Yes, Quinn. <laughs> So you he, might you might be seven years her senior, but and again, I feel like his attitude about it, at least at first, is well to keep the wife happy because I need a wife. I have to have a wife. It's like taking your car in, yeah. to get the oil change. Well, if I'm going to own a car, I have to get the oil change. Uh-huh. If I'm going to have a wife, which is going to feed me and yeah. take care of the kids, I got to upkeep this I have relationship. To give her some things that she might want, yes. like uh, my Money. entire wallet. <laughs> and- 
my entire mon- wallet full of space money yep. and a machine that she might need to run the house that I enjoy the benefits of. Yeah. So he is going to face that classic sitcom villain, uh-huh. the mean boss. Oh, yeah. You got to have one. <laughs> and his name is Mr. Spacely, Cosmo Spacely. When we catch up with Mr. Spacely, he is FaceTiming with his wife. Yeah. Also complaining about her cooking. But Stella, baby, I eat out every night. I'm sorry, Cosmo. I'm sure you won't mind eating out again. But Stella, and to think I married that woman 30 years ago because she could cook. Men in 2062 are hangry as fuck. Yeah. Okay. uh These guys can't (laughs) shut up about food. What's the deal? What's the deal? What what is is happening? Is there a food shortage in the future? (laughs) And they all act so helpless about it because, Uh I mean, George is acting like, well, my wife doesn't make food as poke a button as well as she did. The only thing I can think of is that the food is, it's all like replicated and it's dehydrated that it has no nutrients. They Uh, probably get hungry faster. That's right. You know what I mean? It's not real substance. Yes. Sustenance. And so they're just underfed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he is saying to his wife that she's never in the house. And so he has to eat out all the time. Guy, I don't know. He's so, I don't know what his deal is. Uh, I don't mean to be rude, but he, he's too small. He's just too small <laughs> to be an adult man. Like he, yes. I mean, and he, I don't mean like, I mean, it's not El- like El- Elroy's toward, heading towards that direction. Mr. Spacely is inches taller than a six and a half year old boy <laughs> named Elroy, his boy Elroy. So he's so small and kind of rat, like he's shaped like a little potato. Uh-huh. Again, not maybe his little person, they don't portray him as that, yeah. but they just portray him so cartoonishly small that you could roll him up and he would be basketball sized. <laughs> <laughs> roll him up like a little roly poly and roll him around. You know, he's That's got accurate. the, he's got the mustache. He's got the comb over. Like all of them have the funny thing where it's like, I just dress in kind of like, pants like a one piece uh-huh. onesie that looks like it's pants and a shirt but then it has this space saucer around yeah, the neck yeah. you know like i'm uh-huh. a, like i'm a 1950s astronaut uh-huh. uh, and that's how he's dressed and that's his look he's a little and, and old you know man. that shirt is a unitard yes. you know what i'm saying yes. it's a, like a leotard yeah, if he there, takes right? his pants off it's like yeah. oh man yeah you what know a it's bad there. look for a man yeah yeah uh-huh. man ugh. Don't dig it. <laughs> Don't do a leotard, unitard, whatever it's called. His wife is always out of the house and so not cooking for him. Yeah. And he, I guess, cannot reach the buttons to press them and, and get his milk. <laughs> That's pretty valid. Dude. Yeah. And he's talking to his wife and she's saying, The girls need me for their protest meeting at the United Planets building. I get to carry a sign. Martians go home. Space boomers. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh-huh. Replace a few of those words and you are in... Dangerous territory. You're 20, 2022. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. It just It's a funny piece of world building. I mean, I guess Martians, you know, I don't know in 2062 if they're protected people or not. Uh-huh. I don't know what the deal is there. But it's just like uh, they're dropping world building really hard and fast for us uh, all of a sudden. There are aliens. Uh-huh. We're in contact Build with them. that space wall. <laughs> aliens do exist. We're not only in contact with them, but they're here on the earth and they are a political issue. Yep. Aliens do not show up in this original run, this one season of the Jetsons at all. Yeah. But and yet <laughs> aliens are dropped in this first episode like they are a, a, a common issue. They were just throwing everything at the at the wall. See what see. What I, I guess. Yeah. I'm tired of these Martians taking all my human jobs. <laughs> Hence, Mr. Spacely, not in a great mood when George comes in to uh, not so much demand as weasel uh-huh. a raise out of Mr. Spacey because George comes in and says, 
I'm poor. Uh huh. My wife is wimpy. My wife is puny. We're all essentially suffering with distended bellies at my house. He's saying all this shit to try and set up a sob story for like the world's least empathetic man. Smallest. And smallest, yeah. at least a smallest sociopath. <laughs> and all this guy can hear because he's a man in 2062 uh-huh. is you have a wife. Does she cook? That's all he hears. He doesn't hear the poor part. Does your wife cook? And so he invites himself to dinner at George Jetson's house, yep. a classic sitcom move. The boss is coming over. Uh-huh. Better impress him. But there's this added pressure of, we better look poor as shit. <laughs> Get out the potato sacks, honey, because this guy's got to believe that we will die without a uh-huh. raise. Uh, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like on I Love Lucy, the boss was coming over every day. Yes. Um, on that show. That's just what happens. <laughs> it's like, it's something that I know I have seen parodied more than actually done on a sitcom right. yeah, because right. it's something I feel like we left a long time ago. Uh-huh. But. We all get it. And always like there's the struggle of like, oh, no, one of my kids is weird. What if my boss notices that and fires me for it? Uh-huh. <laughs> my son's a goth. What if my boss finds out? <laughs> now, this isn't just a George Jetson show. They want to make it that. No. Yeah. This is also a Jane Jetson show. So back at home, she's having her own storyline. Yeah. And she is invoking another classic sitcom villain, the mother-in-law. Uh-huh. <laughs> Her mother, George's mother-in-law, therefore a villain to him, she FaceTimes her mother about this trouble she's having with the machine and with George as yeah. well. Yep. And the mom doesn't like George, and that's her role as mother-in-law on the show. It's interesting. George has a bit of an accent, a dialect. Uh-huh. Um, it, I, to me, it sounds like something that's Northeastern, maybe something from New York. It's not super thick, but it's definitely there. Yeah. And he yeah, doesn't feel like a, a real working class guy, but he sounds like someone who maybe grew up that way yeah. to me. Jane doesn't have much of a dialect. She sounds like one, just like a, a trained actor who enunciates well. But then her mom is very upper crust. Well, it's really none of my business, dear. So I'll give you some advice. Get a maid. We can't afford it, mother. You don't need money. Charge it. I feel like Jane grew up in a upperly mobile family. Yeah. And she married down when she married George. Uh-huh. And yep. if you combine that, look, we're just spitballing here. We're totally, we're, we're, it's like we're retroactively applying this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's retrofuturism yeah. Retro-fut- yeah. about this relationship. That's greatest. But if that, let's take all those things to be true. Let's yeah. say they are. Okay. <laughs> She's younger than George by seven years, has the kid at 18. She's an upper crust lady, or at least grew up with an upper crust mom and let's say rich girl. Let's use that term. This older, uh, Lower class gentleman, George Jetson, her elder, oh, GJ. knocks her up at 18. They got to get married. And that sounds fun until they move in together. And uh-huh. It turns out he's a purebred asshole baby. Yep. The mom doesn't like it. And that's why she doesn't like George now, because he knocked up her baby. Uh, she was an adult, but, you know, <laughs> that's all her baby. Yeah. So, so now your baby, yeah. whenever Jane comes to her mom with a problem, she already assumes it's about George and is, takes pleasure uh-huh. in not only hearing that there's a problem with George, but with suggesting advice that would make George angry. Like mm-hmm. she's just like, go do and I, I guess this is a bewitched thing. Because uh-huh. the mom, the mother-in-law on that is also a witch. Yeah. And she is always causing trouble for the dude on the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just trying to remember where this the hierarchy is. Shout here. out to Bewitched. It's a great show. It's a great it's show. It's a great show. No, it's good, dude. Great, great show. W- which Darren's your favorite? The first Darren or the one that came in for the, clo- the gotta be Got to be honest. I was too busy looking at the lady. <laughs> yeah. Yep, never noticed. Never noticed. <laughs> it was her name. Samantha? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Samantha Huggins. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's not it at all. But... I know it's not. 
I like it though. I like where your head's at. <laughs> Mom's suggestion, get a maid. Well, we don't have the kind of money for that. George would lose his mind if I did that without his knowledge. Well, guess what? There's a new, brand new service in town. You rent a robot maid is the name of the place. Uh-huh. You rent a robot maid. <laughs> you will rent a robot maid is what it should be. It's like you dash rent, letter uh, U dash yeah, rent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're offering a free one day trial. Of a robotic maid. So Hell she yeah. can, this doesn't really fix the machine problem. It's yeah. like, I guess it's like you can have a different machine that will make you food the the old way. Yeah. Or, I guess. Uh-huh. Do they even or, have pots and pans? Or, or maybe, maybe the maid can like plug into their system, USB style. Oh, like, yeah. And give USB it an upgrade. USB style. <laughs> I mean, I hope they're up to at least lightning cables at this point. But <laughs> Like how R2-D2 has the little spinning yeah, yeah, yeah. arm that comes out. Oh, I love that. That feels good. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, it feels, I viscerally feel it when he does that. It feels uh-huh. good to me. It feels very good to me. <laughs> Thus, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> so Jane heads to the robot maid shop. You yeah. rent a robot maid. Oh, you rent a robot maid. Rent- and the snobby employee asks for credentials. He needs credentials to be sure that the robots get happy homes. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like you rent a robot maid, but it's also you adopt a robot maid. Like you're adopting a puppy from the SPCA. It's yeah, like, yeah. hey, I need to know what's up with you, though. Uh-huh. Like you can't just walk out of here with a robot maid. We need to know you're not going to, God knows what you might do with it, yeah, okay? Uh-huh. It is 2062. There's a lot of freaks out there. And we got robots for that, but this is not where you find them. This is <laughs> this is a different kind of place. <laughs> and here comes the maid parade. Uh-huh. <laughs> This guy trots out a flight of robots uh-huh. for Jane to sample. You start off with your basic British economy model, yeah. Agnes. Hip hip, rather, tea is served. Pip pip, chin up, cheerio. Pip pip, chin up, cheerio. Have some tea, governor. Like, it's just like she's malfunctioning. <laughs> And I think the guy recognizes that she's not there to spend a lot of I money. Mean, G- Govna has to be the the number one word that's used with your British accent, right? Govna. Uh-huh. Govna. Gov? Gov? I also like bruv. That's uh-huh. one I've been hearing a lot where it's like you're you're shortening brother to bruv, but it, then it sounds like bruv instead uh-huh. of gov. Gov for yeah, I just that one sounds great to me. Hey bruv. Hey bruv. Bruv. Hello, bruv. Hello, bruv. I don't know if it's because she was malfunctioning, if she was too British or uh-huh. not British enough, probably, but it's a no on Agnes from Jane. Sorry. Yeah. It is like it is like a reality show. That it would be is. a fun reality yeah. show is like give a rose to like the- America's next top robot maid. Uh-huh. And you just yeah, you give the robotic rose to whichever one you fancy. Right. Your yeah. choice. Mm-hmm. And then they get to come work for you for nothing. <laughs> the maid parade. Yes. The maid parade. It's here. Yeah. Second choice. A shapely French made type robot named Blanche, who is like giggling incessantly. Like she just drank a whole bottle of sherry uh-huh. and she is shaped the, like the cooking wine. Yes. The cooking yes. Wine. Yeah. yeah. It gives you a weird, uh-huh. uh, weird drunk. Oh, hello, sherry. Hello. This is Blanche Carp. Bonjour, mademoiselle. Bonjour. <laughs> Look at that suspension. <laughs> Cheek, isn't she? It seems to be implied. She passes on the robot because she's worried George will fuck it. Uh, <laughs> just, right? Just point blank. I mean, that's just, she She kind of like has this look and she's kind of like, mm, I don't think so. And it's like, here's this like giddy robot that is 
you know, very hourglass shaped. Uh-huh. Kind of looks like the hair kind of makes me think of Audrey Hepburn when she has the short hair. Oh, like, yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. Basically, they clearly were just trying to be like, hey, here's like a sexy French maid. And the wife is like, I don't think so. And usually it's George, like, the, yeah, my George, bang you. Like, is there a history there? Uh-huh. Does George just have a history of with the maids and the robots? Like he's got a pr- particular picadillo there. I don't know. Look, we're just Time we're making it up. Tell. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Yeah. You know how there wasn't a whole lot on the Internet about this show? Yeah. You know why? Because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So we have to make things up because mm-hmm. it's the future. We're we're retro futurizing this right now. <laughs> In a year's time, what we're doing right now will be retro future. Uh huh. Okay. The fan fiction, baby. We gotta make it we up. We in this now. The third robot. Yeah. <laughs> is just right. right. <laughs> Here's my gal, Rosie. Rosie's here. We can talk about Rosie. I love Rosie. Yeah, me too. I think she's great. Yeah. She's very protective of her family. She is like a, a Doberman pincher. Right. Mixed up with a sweet, kind of Bronx uh-huh. sounding yeah. Yeah. lady. Uh-huh. Almost, almost like an Annie Potts, like an older Annie Potts. The old girl's still eager, isn't she? <laughs> but of course, very <laughs> H-O-M-E-L-Y. I may be homely, Buster, but I'm S-M-A-R-T smart. <laughs> like her and I'll take her. She's great. Uh-huh. She's awesome. She's got moxie for days. Dude, she's moxed up. She's man. she is chock full of moxie. It's yeah. coming out of her eyeballs or her uh-huh. little uh, they're actually like little odometers that yeah. spin when she's excited. <laughs> <laughs> she's just so much fun. She break dances on the ceiling when she gets adopted. The show should be about Jane and Rosie. Uh-huh. Spin them off. Let them be. Ro- they can be gal pals. Rosie and the Je- the Jetsons, just in small little font. I don't even. I don't even want the rest oh, of the Jetsons. Shit. I okay. just want Rosie, Rosie and Jane to be a couple of yas queens out there, <laughs> shaking up the world <laughs> like a couple of bosses. Okay, just drinking wine at night. Just a couple of thick baddies out there drinking their. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they would have a because they have a good rapport. Uh-huh. They, they have a great rapport. Yeah. There's a bit of a power differential. Like she would need to not have Rosie as an employee anymore to yeah, work. I think yeah. they need to like separate yeah, that. For sure. But I think that would be a. I would. Uh-huh. I would. <laughs> I would enjoy that show. Yeah. I'm up for it. Well, because yes, Jane, Jane is less like she she's subtly dismantling the patriarchy. And then Rosie is just saying it right to your face. Yeah, uh-huh. Hey, mister, not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> See yourself to the door, she says. <laughs> was she programmed this spicy or is it like she was modeled after her creator's favorite aunt or a wife that passed away? Yeah. Is she based on someone or did she? Or is this learned behavior? Did she de- right. Yeah. Did she develop this? Because like I remember in Terminator 2. The T-800, uh-huh. Schwarzenegger, yeah. is saying, Swartzy. the Swartzy boy, yep. Jason Swartz, is, <laughs> is saying, I am a heuristic learning machine. I can learn to do uh, emotions and stuff yeah. like that. So did she, has she been around long enough? Is she that advanced that this is just, she's a living being uh-huh. at this point? Because right. that's going to shake me up a little bit. <laughs> it's going to jolt you, huh? It's going to fuck me up a little bit just because. You know, uh-huh. I, I'm on again. Rosie's one of the good ones uh-huh. when it comes to robots. She's one of the uh, she, she, I'm, she's I a real be, one. She's look, a real one. Look, I admit my robot prejudice. Uh-huh. I'm a robot racist. Yeah, I'm trying to work on it. But Rosie's she busted through, huh? She she's doing it for me, man. Yeah, okay. she, her Roomba. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Five. <laughs> yeah. These guys are all. And she has some Johnny Five like qualities she, about her. Yeah. She like does. she can like do things really fast and just like learn really fast and. Uh, 
oh, later Judy comes home with like tapes for homework uh-huh. that she just puts in her stomach and then processes them. <laughs> T- Teddy Ruxman style. Yeah, yeah. But like that, that's those are my those are my top three robots. Yeah. Roomba, uh, Johnny Five is number yeah, two. Short circuit. Yeah. Yeah. He's alive. Uh-huh. And um and Rosie. Rosie's uh-huh. number one. That's a that's a good trio. Man. <laughs> They could change my feelings uh-huh. on robots. And, and, and really, uh, short circuits, pretty much just Wally. Wally is short circuit. Never seen Wally. <gasps> yeah. And everyone gives me that. And here's my defense. Yeah. I don't want to cry. Oh, it's it's a tearjerker. Yeah, I know it is. Yep. That's all Pixar does. Yeah. Especially now. There's about 45 minutes there that are just, it's hard to get through. Yeah. But I, it's great. Have though. you seen it's Up? It's great. Have you seen the movie yes. Up? Okay. All you, you just... Went out of your way to step on my heart and squeeze the tears out. <laughs> and I don't appreciate That's it. That's Wally. That's okay. We'll watch it later on. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> After this podcast, no, we'll no. watch it. No. No. <laughs> that is my favorite bark. Is the <laughs> like the I smell something kind of dark. By the way, we're not going to talk much about Astro here. <laughs> Just a uh, side, side note. He, was, he wasn't here. He, well, wasn't, he wasn't in, in the episode. He's episode. introduced like four episodes later. Yeah. And honestly, we've talked about Scooby-Doo. It's the same voice actor. He uh, did. He he was pioneering the, rah, 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 you know, that that kind of speech. He worked on it here, perfected it on Scooby-Doo. <laughs> the idea that there was a talking dog in the future, was there gene splicing? Uh-huh. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're about. It's, they're not doing a bunch of gene puns. They're doing a bunch of spaceships. Uh-huh. So I don't know. But yeah. they had a talking dog on the show. His name was Astro. Tuck that away, put it in the corner. Yep. It's done. He, he was a gray version of Scooby. Yes. And Scooby came That's later. It. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, Scoob's riding on Astro's coattails. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Astro, so that Scooby could... <laughs> and talk. And talk. Really talk, full, yeah. on, full on talk. Right. Maybe Astro is like a descendant of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I don't know. Look, all of this is an I don't know. Uh-huh. It hasn't well, happened it's retro, yet. We're retro, we're futuristically... We're currently... Writing this. We're current futuring... A retro future for the future. Yeah, dude. So it is what it is. You get what you get. Adult conversations about yesterday's animations. <laughs> Today. Yeah, in the future. For tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> well, the kids fall in love with Rosie right away because uh, Jane just got to take her home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rosie's teaching him how to dunk. Yeah. Elroy and Hell his yeah. boy. Yeah. And that's more time spent with his boy, quote unquote, than George ever spends with him in oh, this yeah. episode. He is not a father to these children. Rosie's more of a father. They, okay, if you are going to keep the kids around, Rosie and Jane, they don't have to be life partners in any sexual way. I'm not trying yeah. to make that, but they are raising the kids together. Yes. And George is out on his ass. Yes. Yes. Queen. Yes, Queen. She's playing ball with Elroy. Uh-huh. Judy comes in with those homework tapes. I mentioned them before, but we got to re- loop back around to them because yep. I just love that they're like, hey, what would homework in the future be? Uh-huh. Tapes. <laughs> to listen to of homework so just reading i guess like books on uh-huh, tape uh-huh, or you yeah. but then like <laughs> audiobooks audiobooks you got, yeah huh? you just okay. it's like an audible here's your audible account yeah. you know and it's like or it's like a, a podcast mini series that your teacher recorded and sends you the link to that's weird but the subjects are <laughs> geopolitics and esperanto which both tell me like yeah they are world building uh-huh. the idea that it's like we're no longer a country based system we got martians uh-huh. okay so we're, yep. the, we don't care if you come to siberia or acapulco like you don't need a passport we got martian story about yeah so we it's a it, bigger issue yeah it's a it's a global economy it's they're a global different from us and we hate them we don't like them they're greener <laughs> than me and they're smaller the other the other subject that she has homework tapes about is of course space calculus uh-huh <laughs> not normal calculus space calculus 
Nice. And, hey, calculus is different in space. Yeah. There's no gravity. Right. For starters. Yeah, yeah. Just it for changes, starters. Changes yeah, everything. It's all different. Yeah. And I think they're giving us too much credit. Elroy is doing advanced finger painting or something like that. And she's studying space calculus. And it's like, we're in 2022 still arguing over whether a math textbook is too woke uh-huh. to be in a school. We're not reaching for this homework tapes. We're not going to get there by 2062 right, yeah. if we keep this way. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> George comes home. Yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. One, George clearly is unhappy that Jane made a purchase without him. Oh, yeah. Something well, he's that already I, broke. Yeah, exactly. Broke and also, I feel like yeah. it, it upsets his power in the household. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah the power he's a very exchange. insecure man. Yes, he is. A boy man. A boy in a man's body. Uh-huh. Here's the dilemma. Yeah. How will Mr. Spacely believe that they're poor if they have a robot made? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she's cramping the style. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. just adding layers to this sitcom plot. It's like first the boss is coming over, then it's we got to kind of pretend we're poor, which yeah. is a funny sketch uh-huh. actually. And it's like, how are we going to pretend we're really poor when you have a maid? We have that robot is a robot. Servants. Yes. Well, the plan is they're going to keep Rosie hidden. Yeah. And she's going to make dinner because that always works. That's fine. It always it, works. It works great. You yeah. got you got probably a two ton robot maid uh-huh. rolling around on just like a single wheel, like a unicycle right. around the house. Have you ever, <laughs> like if you rolled the AV unit like down the hallway <laughs> in school, you know, the TV, the VHS Shout out. on yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's on the metal thing. And, like, and heavens forbid if you have the, you had the ramp. If you had the oh, long God. ramp, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, of course, yes. Jesus Christ. I mean, I also hope you have a ramp because that means that you are in ordinance of helping those <laughs> that need wheelchair access. But, or there's no stairs. But God help you. Oh, that's true. There there's are no schools stairs. and no stairs. Not many. Of course, yes. The plan, hide her while she's making dinner. Yeah. Uh, doesn't usually work. It doesn't. <laughs> but they're showing Spacely around and he's he's all about that food. He is uh-huh. immediately just uh-huh. like, hey, so <laughs> is food ready? He hadn't eaten I, for at least a month. He can't even Jesus. eat that many calories. He's like two feet tall. Yeah, I two mean, bites. Two yeah. bites. He's nap time. <laughs> yeah, he probably has stuff to take naps. He's oh, yeah. really cute when he does. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. Spacely loves the meal. So that's a success. He yeah. approves of the family at large. All good there. All is going well till he needs a light for his cigar because he is one of those guys. I love it. He's I one of those it. guys. You know, he's 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 a small, bald, mustachioed man who likes an after dinner cigar puff. Uh-huh. And Rosie is such a great robot that she instinctively just comes out to oblige him and light that cigar for uh-huh. him, <laughs> thus ruining the ruse. He immediately. I don't know that his first thought, even as much of an asshole as he is, is like, wait a minute, you can't be poor. You have a robot made. Uh-huh, like, I, right. I don't, that's such a, but he immediately jumps to that, is berating George for it. And so Rosie, who's just met George, who's been an asshole to her, yeah. roasts Mr. Spacely within an inch of his life. Yeah. She goes to town on this guy uh-huh. in defense of her new family. She's the best robot there's ever been. Yeah. If you have a bad family, go get a Rosie and yes. fuck off from them. Quiet down, shorty. You keep out of this. Now look here, Mr. Spacely. These are nice people. They're giving me this chance so I don't end up in the scrap pile. Down, boy, down. It's bad manners to leave the table until after you've had your dessert. There now. The pineapples are right side up. She gives him a pineapple upside down cake to the dome. And that's all she wrote. She she baked this. She baked this yeah. awesome upside down cake. That's my dad's favorite dessert. We oh, do that for yeah. his birthday. Yeah. Dad. It's tasty. Last time I ate one, it was from the store. 
had almonds in it. Oh, and, and did not know that. That disagrees with you, right? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it it's an act of war with me. Nice. And my ability to uh, breathe well. In and addition my, to the other uh, hundred foods. Uh, that, it's it's funny because when I think of it, it feels like a lot of foods. Close your throat. Actually, it's not that many, and a lot of them are avoidable. Uh-huh. <laughs> like avocados. Oh no, you can't eat avocados. I'm fine without them, guys. <laughs> I'm tired of being treated like a second class citizen or some somebody who's lesser than because I can't uh-huh. eat avocados. Yeah. I tried them. They're they're fine. They're uh-huh. not that great. So I'm not missing much. Avocados, almonds and uh, tree nuts. Yep. Okay. Okay. Fine. Oh, and the other one, big one is soy, which is funny because you're like, oh, water. Water is bad for me. Uh-huh. Uh, air, oxygen. Only if you add two parts hydrogen to it is yeah. bad for me. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So if any of you are trying, thinking about trying to kill me, <laughs> yeah, options. <laughs> <laughs> Pineapple upside down cake. Yeah. To the dome. He is done. Spacely is done. done. So he fires George. Ooh, storms yep. out. Uh-huh. Now the family, I, I love this moment because the family cannot even be stressed about that because it's so funny. Yeah. They're like, fuck that guy. Rosie's the best. President of the Rosie fan club is now all of us. Yeah. We're in on this lady. Yep. Uh they don't even care that George is apparently destitute now. Oh, he yeah, can't afford right? to hand his wife the wallet anymore. Uh-huh. But Rosie has already packed her bags, I yeah, believe. Yeah, she's already at the station. Didn't she pack her bags? Uh-huh, Did I she think have, so. Okay. Yeah, so, she had bags. So she yeah. had bags? <laughs> yes. I love this. It's crazy. And does she have like a picture of like the coffee maker that uh-huh. was her grandparent or something? Right. <laughs> I want to see what she has. Uh-huh. The, the belongings that What's she's in those bags? Yeah. Does she have like a favorite bed that she can, like sleeps in like an animal? Or what? <laughs> what, what does a robot pack in its bag? <laughs> Got to be oil. A Oil's ton, there. Just a ton of oil. It's a lot of upkeep. Oil and cords. You USB cords. Yes. Yeah, specifically. <laughs> Lightning. Now, Rosie is already checking. She's already leaving. She's like, I know I did wrong. I know that y'all can't even afford me anyway. I appreciate yeah, broke mother. the night or the day, I guess, that I got to spend with y'all as part of this family. Thanks for the chance. It's so sad. See you all in the junkyard. <laughs> See you in the junkyard. So if... The place she came from is like a robot shelter or a robot yeah. pound. Yeah. I guess it's a kill shelter. Uh-huh. And if you're if you're it, there it, long it, enough as a robot, you're dismantled and sent yeah, to it, it, it's like the uh it's like the bus on Star Wars. The, <laughs> the, the, the picks all the the, the robots up. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. I just uh-huh. think it's so I'm like the bus. The bus, huh? <laughs> yeah, the Jawas, the little guys. Yeah, yeah okay, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So the giant, like almost rectangular thing yeah. that drives around <laughs> Bus, you know, the robot bus, the robot bus, get off me, and then it takes it over to the uh, Philadelphia junkyard where the junkyard gang can (laughs) play them as instruments. Where were we? Where were we? (laughs) Rosie's out, yeah, yeah, okay, she's at the bus stop, yeah, family bummed out Uh because we're down one Rosie and one job for George, except that Spacely calls back, yeah, he's on that FaceTime, uh huh, FT baby, he's zooming in, baby, and he's saying, Hey, uh, I was wrong, I'm sorry. You, you know, that's the first time that guy has said that. Oh, yeah, for sure. He rehires George with a raise and better hours so that he can rehire Rosie so that uh-huh. Spacely can have some more of that delicious cake. <laughs> Someone feed these men. <laughs> feed these men. These men are hangry. Hung- hungry as they're, motherfucker. They're hangry. They're ham. Yeah. They're going ham. Uh-huh. Hangry as a motherfucker. <laughs> This guy is so starved uh-huh. for a good meal, supposedly, yes. that he is going to spend company money so that his employee, I guess the reason he doesn't just go hire Rosie, it's because he's like, well, she's a robot. 
that doesn't like me, so she won't work for me. Right. So I have yeah. to pay my employee more money so that he can rehire a robot uh-huh. to make cakes for me by pressing buttons. Man, what a, what a mess. What a world, dude. What a world they're living in. Uh-huh. What a world. They're just creating their own problems. I love it. Well, George, uh, he's got to get out there, rushes out to the nearby space bus platform. That is what it's called. We're yeah. not adding space ourselves. <laughs> Snatches Rosie up. She's now a permanent member of the Jetsons family. We've est- minus Astro in a few episodes. We've established like yeah. the, the status quo for the Jetsons. Uh, very funny detail. Yeah. For some reason, when they return back to the home, Rosie is carrying George. Uh-huh. Like through the door, like as though he is the <laughs> they bro- they're newly married yeah. and he's, she's carrying him across the threshold. threshold Maybe right. that's like part of her contract is that I am now you know owed to you. I am indebted to you in this uh-huh. way, George, and let me carry you across the threshold <laughs> in servitude to you. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a choice that no one no one comments on. There's no joke that's attached to it. Yeah. It just seems like a, a it is a what weird it is. like magical choice that they uh-huh. made. It's like it's it's a ritual yeah. that they, they made. <laughs> You got Rosie, you got Jane. The best things you got going for you on this cartoon. Astro comes in a few episodes later, just like a Roomba YouTube that Travis is going to look up after this episode Uh is over. Adding a dog makes it better, but not even adding a dog could save the Jetsons. It simply was not the hit that the Flintstones was. Flintstones lasted longer overall. It started before and it finished after the one season of 24 episodes that the Jetsons got. After cancellation, mm-hmm. there was a second life for our Jetsons. And many more. Yes. <laughs> but their resurrection was simply through reruns. Yep. For 20 years. <laughs> 20 years of reruns. We got to have it. These kids are crazy for retro futures. They're going goo goo gaga for it. No kids ever asked no, for that. No, no. I I mean, well, because I never thought of that. I just thought of it. It's like a fun future uh-huh. show. I certainly saw it. I mean, I'm a kid who grew up in the 80s. It was on in the 80s. Yeah. And then in the 80s, all of a sudden, new episodes get made. Mm-hmm. What? what? Was it doing really well? Nah, not really. I mean, it was doing, it's a good syndication, yeah. but it, like you got to drop money to make, make these money, new episodes. Baby. That's right. Yeah. So why? Why would you suddenly make 20 years later uh-huh. a season two and three of a show that <laughs> didn't run very long in the first place? Yeah. Well, it's because the networks at this point favored longer-running cartoons for syndication. Mm-hmm. So they made new episodes purely, it seems, to Syndicate satisfy <laughs> syndication. And, and to I mean, it's all to make money, but yeah. still, it's like, that's just such a funny... It's so crazy. new episodes were made. They were sillier. They were a little more for kids, yep. a little more fantastical. No smoking. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm assuming that Spacely dropped the cigars at that point. Maybe he went through, they probably uh-huh. went through a whole cancer storyline. He yeah. got lip cancer or something. Nice. yeah. They, they had enough episodes. They're doing syndication. 1987 rolls around. I'm assuming that like litigation finally allowed this to happen or if they had been feuding and they were putting aside their differences. This is like this is like the heat of cartoons. On one side, you've got the Pacino. On the other side, you've got the De Niro. Uh-huh. You've got Jetsons meeting Flintstones, a special 1987. Everyone talked about it. Half of the population was put in insane asylums. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because... Uh, World's colliding. Yeah, it's crazy. The 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 walls of reality closed in on themselves. Uh-huh, yeah. Yes. What is life? What what is reality? What is time? Uh-huh. Three years later, nineteen ninety. Don't know why, but there was a Jetsons movie, uh-huh. not a live action. <laughs> no, they haven't done that. With that one, yeah, that one got shelved. Yeah, I I think Robert Zemeckis might have been attached at so. some point. Yeah, which would be, so. I mean, that's a that would have been a good person at the time to have do it, but like, 
I don't, you got to fix the George problem. Uh-huh. And do you know Skeet Ulrich was one of the voices for uh, George later on? The guy no. from Scream? Yeah, oh, man. Dude. He, was like, he was like second to the last uh, voice for wow. old GJ. Skeet? Uh-huh. Skeet, yeah. Skeet. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Skeeter from Doug was the first best guy ever in the world? <laughs> That's just a little trivia yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, too It's a little trivia for you. Yeah, thank you. 1990, Jetsons, the movie, comes out. The big reveal and the big wrinkle to the world that this movie adds, the reason all the buildings are so high is that there's smoggy pollution on the earth that's so bad we had to build taller buildings to get away from it. Yeah. That's in, in low orbit. Yeah, in low, low orbit. orbit. Exactly. That's why we're in low orbit. <laughs> that colors a lot more of what happens in the show. It does. And it's like we fucked the world up and that pretty squarely sets it in our world. Uh-huh. Like, this is our timeline. Yep. You got a man working a tech job that he hates with a boss that screams at him over Zoom. Yep. And the world is polluted beyond repair. Yeah. He, they pretty much hit it on the head. They got it. We just don't have flying cars or hoverboards. Uh-huh. And Which, I, I mean, we do have flying cars that are called planes, right? Yeah. I've always a, thought a that. Toyota <laughs> plane. And a, <laughs> I mean, they are, but I mean, you know what? Like, I can't get in, like, a medium-sized vehicle that I can park in my driveway and then lift off into the air. I mean, could you imagine that, though? I mean, we everyone yes. would be crashing. And, and Robert crash, Zemeckis already imagined it in 1987 <laughs> or 8 with Back to the Future Part 2. I don't have to imagine and it. And then once you crash, then you got to fall to your death all the way down to the ground. It'd be a mess. It'd be a mess. Well, number there, one, drive better, Travis. I don't understand why you haven't gone to flight school for this, this future. But look, there would be giant pillows underneath all of the spaceways. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. I like it. Problem solved. Shout out to Biff. And Griff. Yeah. I believe that's his grandson's name. Since when did you become the physical type? I think I sound more like <laughs> Martin Short when I do that than the actual guy. But uh-huh. So we find out about the smog. George is assigned to a spacely job on an asteroid where they're going to be breaking these asteroids apart. Well, guess what? It's 1990. Uh-huh. So we can't just have a Jetsons. We got to have an environmental message. The asteroid is a habitat for cute alien creatures. So George is faced with the dilemma, I'm trying to do my job and make enough money to keep this money-crazy wife of mine in purple V-necks forever. Uh Yeah. And so what what am I supposed to do? You ever seen the movie Avatar? Uh All right. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Uh New one coming out soon. It is. Yeah. Okay. Same movie. They did it in 1990. George Uh Jetson was there. Many retro future thank yous to everyone who joined us today on this episode of the Days Past Tunecast covering that future family, the Jetsons. Yes, sir. The Jetsons. We're seeing the Simpsons. We are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to be left behind in the dirty, grimy past, and you want to join us in this flying car, hoverboard, uh, pneumatic tube future... <laughs> All you got to do is get on that Apple podcast or that, I don't know, Spotify, wherever you're listening to us, give us five stars or whatever the highest rating is. doesn't matter how many stars, as long as it's the highest one and you write us a written review. You do all that. Look, Rosie would approve. For sure. And listen, after you rate and review us, go to our uh, Instagram and Twitter at DP Tunecast. And you know what else is bright like the future will? What? Our website. All those bright colors just flashing <laughs> on you. <laughs> I'll just never get tired of uh, I, I'm so proud of the colors on the website uh-huh, Yeah, dptuncast.com is the website we're talking <laughs> yeah, about dptuncast.com yeah. yeah, it's very futuristic Websites are the future Yeah, um, Just go ask anyone in the 90s Right Alright, usually this is the part of the podcast Where Travis or I would choose the next cartoon 
And we're going to get back to that. Yeah. But we're entering uh, the holiday season. Yeah. Where, where the tune has chose, chosen uh, us. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And Travis and I have agreed as a couple. A gentleman's agreement. A gentleman's agreement a as a couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are kind of the, uh, the Jane and Rosie of this podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. We have chosen the next two cartoons that we will be covering. We want to keep it holiday centric. We want to keep it appropriate. One of them we've had a request, two requests for. Uh So (laughs) we'll we'll cover that on that episode. But because it's the holidays, we will be covering first. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh my God, are you serious? It's been long enough. Oh man. Look, what do kids want at Toonsmith. Yes. It comes yes. back again and again. He of course man. they do. And then to ring in the new year. Oh, baby, you know how we, you know how he does this. Shit. Jim and the holograms. Jim Belushi and the holograms will be here live, helping us ring in 2023 uh, on or around the time when the chi- when the year changes. Hell by popular yeah. demand. Yep. Two people. Yes. Two people. That's as popular as demands we've ever had. Until we get to these titans of industry... I invite you to tutor my duder. I'm going to piggyback on that and uh, tell all of y'all to tutor my duder as well. Should have double checked. Uh-huh. You want to sh- measure twice and cut once. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You're right. This is what I know. Yeah. From Tim the Toolman Taylor. Uh-huh. Actually, it was Al that told uh-huh. me that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, wait a minute. Scooby-Doo here? It does sound like Scooby. Is Scooby an astro holding a Tim <laughs> Allen <laughs> recital? <laughs> <laughs>